Right after COVID-19 broke out, the stock markets crashed. Not unexpected. Now, superannuation funds are tied directly to the stock market. So when you provide your money to these organizations, every time you get a paycheck, they take that money, they invest it for you as conservatively or aggressively as you'd like, you can tell them. But even they are susceptible to these market crashes. So if you happen to retire at COVID's worst, right? So let's say a a few months after COVID went down, you said, well, let me retire. Let me see how big my super is. Um, your retirement fund, you may have lost a third, a half of your retirement fund, possibly more, depending on how it was set up. Now, that's hundreds of thousands of dollars gone, evaporated, right? There is a better way. Now, before I get on with this episode, a reminder that I have a Patreon page where you can read articles, you can download spreadsheets, you can get internet resources, you can see the stuff that I use. Uh, I have tutorial videos there and you can even chat with me. So if you have any questions or you want to talk about your particular situation or maybe you have some ideas of podcasts or articles you want me to write, let me know. It's free to join, so sign up today. The link is patreon.com forward slash jellyman underscore investing. Also a disclaimer that I'm not a financial advisor. Please consult with a professional before making any financial decisions on the episode. Now, we've all heard about superannuation. It's that nest egg we're counting on for our golden years, you know, when we reach 65, 70, 75, what have you. But let's start things up a bit. Um, Should we really be relying entirely, you know, purely on superannuation for retirement? Um, With the stock markets up, you know, ups and downs, I've got some really things that bother me about it. So let's get into it. Firstly, I'm going to tell you about a friend of mine who I once was talking about finance with him. And this guy, not interested in finance whatsoever, his take on things was like, I have a superannuation fund, you know, a retirement fund. The government will take care of me. I don't care about, I don't care about retirement planning at all. I've, I've got my super. So basically, he was completely relying on that superannuation fund. Now, here's the thing. Say he reaches you know, 10 years away from his retirement, or five years uh, away, or even at the time that he's about to retire, and he doesn't have enough, or there's a stock market crash, or a COVID-similar thing, or whatever kind of event it's going to be, then what? So basically, there is no (laughs) backup plan, or there's no other plan. It's just basically, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, well, he's completely screwed. So we don't want to be like that guy. Yeah. So before we jump into the rest of it, let's kind of go back a little bit. I want to talk about the global financial crisis of 2007 to 2008. Now, this thing was just, I mean, I was still in high school and I didn't really comprehend or understand what it did because I live in, you know, Australia, I live in Melbourne, Victoria. We did not feel the GFC at all. Like I had no clue you know, I didn't even, I had a job, but I was living at home. I didn't understand anything about real estate. So I had no clue. It wasn't until kind of in the last, obviously, couple of years, really being into finance now and kind of really studying the GFC that you realize just how bad it was. But it's not the only time it's happened. You know, when the GFC happened, when any big event happens, basically, it's like a crowd mentality. Everybody freaks out. They start selling their positions um, their investment positions, they start kind of retaining all their cash. And because of that, the markets or the perceived value of these 
of stocks in the stock market, these indexes, they plummet. They go down 10, 20, 30, 40%. Now, superannuation funds, they take your money, they invest in those um, investments, right? In whatever combinations that they do. They too will lose value. So what will happen is if you have money with these superannuation funds and you just happen to retire at a bad time, or it's not even a bad time and the superannuation fund is just poorly managed, or you're being charged crazy amounts of fees all along the way, you're going to take a hit. You may not even realize until the moment where you're like, well, give me my money. And there's like not as much as you want there. There's nothing worse. I can think of worse things, but it's pretty up there to be 60, 65, 70, and then realizing you can't retire. I've had managers and people that I've worked with and people that I've met almost 80 and they go, Jed, I can't, I can't retire. I have to work until I'm dead. And you're like, do you really want to go out like that? I mean, that's uh, personally, that's not how I'd want to go out. I would love to retire a lot earlier, um, have my house paid off multiple streams of income and not have, not have to work, you know, work because I choose to but not have to work. But let's get back to the point of the GFC. It absolutely decimated the global economy. And that's the thing with if we purely rely on superannuation to take care of us, we don't know. We also don't know what's going to happen in terms of government policy. They could change the policy on how much tax you have to pay when you take your superannuation out. They could change how much uh, is taken out. Basically, they, the government has some level of control as to how um, these funds are managed. It could also be that the way they manage their fees changes. It could be exit fee. I don't know. Whatever it might be. A lot of it is out of your control. So I would much rather have superannuation as my backup. That if everything else fails, at least I still have my super. I think that's the healthier way to go. Especially if you're still relatively young. You have plenty of time to sort out your investment so you can retire really comfortably, if not super early. And that would be great. Now let's talk about COVID-19. So we fast forward, you know, uh, what is that? 11 years? Is that right? My math right? Uh, around about 10 years from the global financial crisis, we end up with the COVID-19 pandemic, which Man, think about it. It's still kind of fresh that it went for that many years, you know, just being in lockdown. The market took another nosedive, like 30% uh, from memory. Like uh, me and a whole bunch of my investor friends, like we were just waiting for the nosedive. And so when it happened, we just bought heaps of stock. So when it recovered 18 months later, we were completely fine. Like, you know, you make a killing during those times. But you need to know that that kind of stuff happens, which means if you're someone who understands investing, you know exactly what to do. You can build these... Um, these, what, what would you call it, these portfolios, which act as your main retirement fund in addition to your super, in addition to any pension funds or anything like that. COVID-19 just shows us there's so many external things that they, they just happen. You can't plan for, you definitely can't plan for these things. Who knew like a global pandemic was going to shut everything down? But what we did know is whenever stuff like that happens, the markets always take a dip because people freak out. And that's the time to capitalize when it comes to investing. But in terms of superannuation, that's why you want to make sure you have other um, sources of income or cash sitting there because we don't know what how the superannuation funds are going to behave during that time. Another thing that super did 
post COVID nineteen is they said, look, if you're struggling, and I don't even think they said struggling. I think it's like if you want to take some money out, you can. Most people have no idea how finances work. So I had friends taking money out to buy TVs. Yeah, they took money out of their super to buy TVs. Now, let's make an assumption. Let's say the TV costs three grand, but three grand invested for like, uh, let's say how many years is that? For 40 years? I'm, I'm going to do this math. So bear with me a second because I'm, now I'm curious. So if the TV costs three grand and an, a savvy investor or a decent investor buys an index fund at 11% and we're going to do that for 40 years, the $3,000 that they spent on a TV would have been nearly $200,000 by the time they retire. That's how irresponsible, and I don't even think the word is irresponsible. It's like they just don't have any idea. They have no clue of the time-based value of money, especially long-term, especially compounded. We just have no grasp of it like the average person. This is why you got to understand how these things work. Most don't even know how super works. They think there's just some, I don't know, some company in the sky they give money to, and at the end they're guaranteed to have this money out. I'm telling you, it's not a complete guarantee. Things happen. Now, say it's only 1% of people that the absolute worst happens to. But if it does happen, it's the worst. It's like completely devastating, unrecoverable. Do you really want to be in that 1%? Don't you want to do something about it? So we've kind of talked about investing, you know, possibly buying index funds. But as you approach retirement, one of the things that people do is you want to start buying bonds as well. So you're you're mixing up your different investment types. So a bond, think of it like a reverse credit card. So when you have a credit card, the banks are lending you money. And as their reward for providing that service, they charge you an interest rate. Now, we can do the exact opposite by buying a bond. Now, there's different types of bonds. For example, if you buy a corporate bond, what you're doing is you're lending your money to this company. And in return for you lending your money to this company, they're going to pay you interest. It's not as much as an index. So, for example, the, the Vanguard index funds, they're, you know, they're obviously based on the S&P 500, which are the top 500 companies in the U.S. That's probably going to grow anywhere from 7%, 11%, um, not including the dividend every year. But a bond may only grow by like 2% a year. So it's not that great. So why would you invest in that over index funds? Well, the reason is bonds are uh, stable is maybe not the right word. They don't move very much. So if you look at, um, and let me pull one up here. Uh, I was looking at before. All right, so there's a Vanguard bond that I'm just looking at here. And I want to look at the actual value of it during COVID-19. Here we go. We'll see how much of it. I remember it did not move like at all. So here we go, last five years. Uh, come on, load for me. It's pretty much stayed $50 for the last, what's that, five years. And if I max this out, it's it's sat between 50, I'd say $45 and $54 for like the last seven or eight years. So why would you choose that over an index fund? The reason is because it's so stable. So what you can do is as you lead up towards retirement, you have, let's say, 70% bonds, 30% index funds, 
maybe you're mixing some commodities in there. What happens is if COVID happens during that time, for example, the 30% invested in stocks, right, that will lose value, but the bonds will stay the same. They'll stay incredibly stable. In fact, if you look at the stock price of some of these bonds and you go, well, let me remove the time access at the bottom. Can you try and find where COVID happened, where the global financial crisis happened? You may not even see a dip at all. That's how they work. So I learned this from Ray Dalio, billionaire investor, about how to split your portfolio so that it's incredibly stable for when you are set to retire. We don't know, or I wouldn't know if the superannuation funds do this because you got to remember they're a company. Their job is to make a profit. Their profit has to come from somewhere. It's coming from your fees. If you make more money, they and they charge fees as a percentage, they make more money. So it's in their incentive. They're incentivized. Like their job is to make you as much money as possible while staying within the kind of the limits of whatever that they've prescribed you saying, you know, it's a conservative um, investment fund. What you also find is with a lot of these investment funds is they charge you crazy amounts of fees. They did a study once. One particular superannuation had, I think it was 11 fees that they were charging this person. They just all had different names. Now, to give you an idea of the impact of fees, if I take a number, let's say that same number as before. So if I invested $3,000 at 11% for 40 years, so that's the same as saying I'm going to give my super $3,000. They're going to invest that and they said we're going to do it for 11% for 40 years, but they charge you a 2% fee. Let's see how much it will be now. So if I do 3000 so instead of 11%, it'll be 9 And we're going to do it for 40 years. So instead of... 195,000, how much will we have? It's 95,000. So just from those extra few percent of fees, you've lost $100,000. And that's from a $3,000 investment. Can you imagine a lifetime of investing? Right? Just from those extra fees. That's how they get you. Now, at the end, who's going to suffer? You. So you want to make sure you understand how super works. You want to make sure that you have um, your own uh, investments, your own portfolio, things that are completely under your control. When you buy stocks, when you buy bonds and you have your own trading account, that's all you. That's completely under your control. You can do whatever you want. You can sell whatever you want. Obviously, you need to know what you're doing, but that's why you know you have podcasts like this. You have my Patreon. You can see a lot of information, but there's still a billion things online that will help you learn about how all these things happen so that when you plan for your retirement, it's again, not a stressful situation, but it's put the plan in place now and then you never have to worry about it. I mean, that is the ultimate 